0: Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, episode 194, Reclaiming Womanhood. Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there. Wherever you are in the world, you are welcome. It's good to be back with you. I hope you enjoyed the strawberry full moon in Sagittarius, bringing forward new ideas, new facts, new truths, looking for justice, justice without judgment. Wouldn't that be wonderful? And part of that was the reason why I'm going to be talking about womanhood. What does it mean to be a woman? That's been a question that's been asked And I have a fairly good idea what it is to be a woman, having explored it for myself and for people around me. And especially when I was writing the book, The Healing Power of the Sacred Woman, I realized that so many of those aspects that we were taught as children, or I was taught as a young girl, had come from men telling me what I needed to be to be a good wife or to be a good daughter. And so I have explored Where did all of that disappear and what's happening now? Where am I not empowered by my womanhood, but actually disempowered? And this really came to a head a few weeks ago when we have, and we still have, the baby formula shortage here in the US. And I thought, first of all, how could this ever have happened? Again, no judgment, but let's look at the facts that this problem was seen really at the late part of last year and early into this year, and yet nothing was done. And I thought, wow, why would you not feel that feeding your babies was important? Now, you may say I'm being very dramatic, but I thought this should never have happened. You are actually telling women and their babies not to eat. And then, of course, guess what? I read that Bill Gates and others have created... Breast milk in a laboratory. Well, there you go. And they have been taking breast cells and working out how to create human milk or milk that looks like human milk. And they're almost ready to produce it so that we can all have it. It's lacking a few things. Apart from what they're concerned about is the fat content. Any of you who have nursed your baby on your breast know that the breast milk is, yes, an important part of this, provides the colostrum and the the antibodies and everything else, as well as the nutrients. But if you've noticed that if you're breastfeeding, many a time the baby is not so interested in the milk, it's actually receiving comfort, nourishment for the soul. Many a baby will actually just want to curl into that soft breast, How are we going to produce that in a laboratory, I say? Or do we even want to? And what we know is that as a woman with our estrogen, or estrogen, as you might like to call it, when we bond with a baby, and that's why we often lay the baby immediately on the breast of the mother when the baby is born, both mother and baby produce what we call oxytocin. Oxytocin is the bonding hormone. So that that bonding isn't just about a mother and child, but what we know is that if a baby doesn't receive that oxytocin hit early on in their life, and especially in that first few months, then they will have difficulty bonding with other individuals in their later life. In other words, we know they will experience social isolation or have difficulties in this way. Now, any of you who didn't breastfeed Weren't breastfed or didn't breastfeed your babies, don't worry. Many a time, even if you are feeding them with formula, etc., you're still holding them on your breast. So it's that t- skin tissue surface that increases that oxytocin. Now, it can happen with a partner who's a man. Again, the man will produce oxytocin, but that ability for that skin to skin contact is so essential not just for our social interactions, but also we found for our brain development. There's something about creating those axons, those neurons and the connections between our axons that makes that is developed by that oxytocin link. And we're seeing more and more of that as we go along. So the idea that someone out there, and I won't again name names, is thinking that all a baby receives is milk from a breast, they're missing the point. And I think that's the point of my podcast today because I'm really concerned how we are being taken away from what is natural, what is normal, considering it's just about a bit of milk, a bit of food. We can produce that in a a test tube when truly we cannot. And then today when I see that we now have a tampon shortage, it's like, how did that ever happen? That only happens in third world countries where these poor girls cannot go to school because they don't have any sheath or any protection for themselves. You may have seen the film where the, the gentleman created these layers of cotton, especially for the women around him in India, because nobody cared. Are we going back to that? And this isn't about the product. That's bad enough. But it's about do you not see how important this is for women? Do you not understand how important the menses, the moon time, the period is for humanity? And to disregard it and to say, oh, you don't need tampons. Why don't we just give you a hysterectomy? That will be easier. No. Let us just step back and say, what are the most essential features of womanhood? First of all, the release, the cleanse, the clearing. Every month when a woman bleeds, and she bleeds naturally, not due to some hormonal interference, and she bleeds naturally, she literally takes with that bleed. She transforms all those emotions that she has and maybe her family has, and she moves it into blood and she bleeds it. And it'd be quite natural in the old days to bleed onto the earth and ask Mother Earth to transform that. And if you are past bleeding, then I myself will take a glass of water, put everything I'm ready to let go of, absorb that into the glass of water, and then pour the water onto Mother Earth during the dark moon time. If you want to learn more about that from me, please go to my website, see my books, see my courses. But the fact of the matter is, if we as women do not clear the energies of the earth, humanity stops working. I've been around men shamans, wonderful men, but they only had their breath. They said, breathe it out. Yes, men only have a breath. Women have a womb. We have this transformative energy that can cleanse old energies. And when we are told that this is the curse of women or that this is irrelevant or why don't you just stop your period? You don't need it. If you only have a period to bleed and to have babies, I should say, that's totally wrong. Women need to bleed. And if we're having lots of heavy bleeding or if we're having pain where bleeding, it's not the uterus that's at fault. It's what we're being told about ourselves as women. No wonder you're having problems. Let's just get rid of all these problems. We'll do it. You know, this, this doesn't matter. It does matter. So if you're having heavy bleeds and clots, where are you bleeding for the rest of the world? Where are you taking on the pain of the world? We look at endometriosis, so common in women, where literally the endometrium, the lining of the womb is going in the opposite direction to where it should go, should be bled out. Instead, it's moving inside. It's because we're being told, don't express yourself as a woman, become a mini man. And then we see polycystic disease, such a a common occurrence. And yet when I was doing gynecology, we hardly ever saw cysts on the ovary in the amount we're seeing them. And what happens is that you actually create a sheath over the ovary. So you can't ovulate, you can't produce eggs, and you become more like a man with higher levels of testosterone, the acne, et cetera. What's that saying? Don't be a woman. Close down your femininity. Why am I seeing so much polycystic disease now that I didn't see 30 years ago? And you may be told that why bother about a period and I, this is so concerning for me that I'm seeing so many young women 13, 14, 15 year olds being told to be take a pill, have a patch, have an injection, you don't need your period, you don't want a baby now. And they're being told that without any consideration that this is one of the most magical experiences for women. This is when she's in her power. Our greatest power as women is when we're bleeding or what I call the dark moon for us who don't bleed anymore. Nah, you don't need that. If we've ever thought that there was control over us, this is one of the places. And so having a period, and you may say, I don't like my periods, they're painful please find out what the messages are that you were taught by your mother and your mother was taught by your, her mother, et cetera, because those messages about being a woman, being a girl are being passed down to you when you are lying as a woman inside the womb of your mother. You see, unlike men, men produce their sperm only at the time of puberty, but women have 2 million eggs. These are our ideas, our dreams that we give birth to every month. And those eggs are being marinated, poached in your mother's emotions while you're in her womb as a woman. And guess what? Her eggs were marinated in her mother, et cetera, et cetera. You can't do that in a test tube. Produce a baby outside a mother's womb. What they're missing isn't the blood supply, et cetera, but the information, the wisdom, the knowledge the experience that is inherent in every woman. Women pick up on energies of their environment, but they pick up on the energies of their ancestors. And some of the work we need to do is to actually heal the wounds of our ancestors. But there's also positive, wonderful knowledge, connections that are inherently in every woman that you cannot get if a baby is born in a test tube. And So being a woman means not only this ability to bleed and release and cleanse, but the next part is connect. The connection is that when we release, when we empty, what I call our jar, our bowl, we are literally opening ourselves up, opening our hearts, our minds up to what can I connect with? And I might call that the great mother or the ocean of possibilities, When women are empty and go into their place of mystery and power, we connect to the energies of Mother Earth. We connect to the cosmic energies. We connect to the lunar energies. We're powerful because of those connections. And we're powerful because there's wisdom, there's knowledge, and there's, as I like to call, dragon energy. We connect to the creative energy. So only when we empty can we have space for connection. And only when we give ourselves that space to connect do we feel empowered. So if we're always on the go, always moving, never doing anything differently, there's no place to connect. We need to quieten down, allow ourselves to find a space, whether it's within just that second day of your period or second day of the dark moon, or even in that last week before your period or before the dark moon, when you just go inside and you reconnect to what's important for me. So without those connections, and truly it is women who were always the spiritual leaders in most indigenous cultures, because it was women who could empty and connect to what was the next insights that were coming into the world or what was best for this tribe or this family. It was women's intuition that was trusted to be able to see what was good for the next seven generations. And when a woman came out of that place, She inspired not only herself, but inspired and said, let's give birth to this new idea. That's what women's birth is about. It's not about giving birth to one or two babies. We may have 480 cycles while we're bleeding, and then we continue cycling beyond our bleed. We didn't do all of that, just have one or two babies. We basically had these cycles so that we give birth every month. And it may not be that you give birth to something new every month. Maybe you refine what you're giving birth to every month at the time of your period, at the time of the new moon. But when someone says your only purpose for your womb or your cycle is for babies, that is a misinformation that is so deeply ingrained in women that we need to break that and say, no, I cycle every month with the moon, with the phases of the moon, in order to connect to cosmic consciousness, divine consciousness, the great mother's consciousness, whatever you mean. But it isn't about repeating a pattern. It's saying, let me open myself. Let me open my intuition to what is new. What needs to change? What do I need to stop doing? We can do it just for ourselves or we do it for our family. And so I come to the next stage. So we've had release, connect, And that connecting is to that lunar cycle. And if you've watched the moon, it isn't the same all month, is it? It goes through its waxing and then waning and then dark moon cycle. So women need to understand that we are cyclical, not in a a way that's just uh, one level. We need to actually have a waxing time when we're very creative and out there in the world. And then we need a waning time when we pull away And by the end of that waning time, we are more introspective. And then we need to have this power time when we bleed or we actually have the dark moon ceremony. And why do I talk about that waning time? That's the progesterone. And the lack of progesterone or the lack of time to actually wane, to take time away, to nurture ourselves, is the cause of why we have 60 or 70% of women having PMS. It's not for lack of hormone. That's what we're often told, and of course, the hormones will relate to that, don't get me wrong. So if we're always doing the estrogen or estrogen thing over and over and over and over again, then we get fibroids, or we get problems with polycystic, etc. because we're never doing the progesterone phase, the phase of waning. So yes, you can take progesterone or rub progesterone into your body, natural progesterone, but more importantly, change the patterns we change our outer world, how I'm going to look after myself, our progesterone levels come back. This, of course, is if we're still having periods. So then I come to really two of the biggest points. And thank you, my dear friend, and you know who you are, for sending me towards the two videos called Birth, uh, Business of Birth Control and Business of Birth. And I thought when I was, it was a great film, but also to say, oh my God, we call it birth control. Who said that we needed to control our birth? Oh, well, I don't want to get pregnant. Do you know that in ancient times, a woman was so conscious of the cycles of her body, she would choose if to give birth to a baby. She would choose whether this was the month she wanted to give birth to a baby. We have moved so far away from our bodies that we don't even know we have choice because someone tells us, this is how you're gonna give birth. This is how we're gonna control your birth. This is how we're gonna do this. Everything in a woman has become so clinical and so out of our hands that we believe it. We believe that having a cesarean section is much better than a natural birth. You don't want to go through that natural birth, it hurts. Do a cesarean section. If you need a cesarean section, that's fine. But what we know is that if a baby does not come through the vagina in a natural way, it does not cope, cope so well with its endocrine system, its stress levels, because you're literally lifting a baby out and it never actually formulates itself into this earth. If you need a cesarean fine, but do not let someone convince you that this will be easier for you. We are allowing others to tell us that having pain or having problems is therefore needing to be fixed by a clinician or a pill. And hey, I'm one of the first people who can say my periods were not easy. I had a lot of issues. But that was never going to be fixed by a pill, had to be fixed by me changing how I live my life. And my love of my own body And so the last part of this is all about birth control. And I was shocked when I saw this film to see that 35% of women who are placed on the pill have got nothing to do with control, one could say, of their birth, whether they get pregnant or not. And I'm listening to 14-year-olds being told, have a coil fitted, an IUD, have a pill. You have some pain, your period's a bit irregular. Of course it's irregular. You only just started having periods. Let me help you. Let me help you if your periods are irregular to actually cycle with the moon until your cycle becomes regular. Let me deal with the stories your parents are telling you, especially your mothers, about, oh, you don't want to have periods. This is not a reason to continue a cycle, not only continue it, or to make it worse. And I want to say is a, a coil, an IUD being placed in a womb that has never had a baby in it is so unhealthy and when someone says to me oh it's okay because it will only be infected a little bit and maybe early on but hey you've got these threads hanging down and you can always check that the coil is still there the fact that the threads are hanging down out of a sterile place which is your womb through a closed cervix that should never have been allowed to be opened by some doctor is appalling to me There is so much illness occurring around fallopian tubes, the uterus, pelvic disease, any of you have had any of that, that occurs silently. And it's only when we can't get pregnant that we realize that we've actually become infected and we didn't know how that happened. Placing something in a womb that has never had a baby poop in it is so unhealthy. I was so upset to hear that young women are having that. At the same time, I'm so upset that I heard that women are getting sterilized and being told, well, you can always unsterilize yourself. You can have your tubes that No, you can't. I've done sterilizations. You don't, when you cut that tube, you are not allowing that woman to go back. And if you think that these tubes are big tubes, they're tiny, less than we would say the insides of a biro or a pen. You can't, there, there's already scar tissue. And so the harm we're doing with sterilizations, putting a coil in, and now with the pill where there is so many side effects, and I was so sad to hear, you know, with some of these pills, with some of these IUDs, et cetera, or the the, the, the Nova, the ring, where it's got hormones in it, where 50% increase in pulmonary embolus, 50% increase in DVTs. Women are dying. Young girls are dying. And all that the makers can say is, well, it's safe and effective. Hey, where have I heard that before? Safe and effective and cost-effective or effective because, you know, you could die in pregnancy. Much better that you die with a pill. No, 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 no. I've heard all of that, and we've heard it all with vaccines. It isn't better that you die with a pill. And when you are in a good state of health, there's no reason why you should die in pregnancy or in, in childbirth. I am appalled by the fact that nobody's understanding, first of all, that this is an unnecessarily risk that women are taking. And secondly, instead of giving people control over their lives, they think they are because they're taking a pill, et cetera, it's not control. Control is to actually listen to your body, to be in tune with your body. Yes, learn something about your own natural rhythms. I'm not saying don't take the pill, et cetera, but please understand, that your body needs you to listen to the moon cycles, to listen to your rhythms, to be more in tune with whether you even want to be with this person. And if we really are loved by someone, they will allow us not to have sex on our first date, expecting us to be on the pill or to do something. This is We're so out of balance with what we're doing at this present time. So I come, I think, to the close of this to say, Birth is a natural process that women need to take back. More doulas, more midwives at home, more home deliveries. I believe that we have made that far too clinical. We need to understand that pregnancy is something beautiful and that we do have a choice. But even in those moments, that choice should be something that we share with whoever it is that we're having sex with or sharing with the person of saying, is this what we choose to do? not feeling under pressure to have sex when we may not want pregnancy. And please to understand that money is being made by those who produce so many of these different implements that are killing women. And when we see that infertility rates are falling at dramatic rates, we have to understand that those who may be trying to so-called help us may not actually appreciate the gifts and the beauty of being a woman. And that actually as women, the more we listen to our body, the better. I need to make a statement to say that a woman who tells me that she's made a decision not to take alcohol or coffee or certain foods during pregnancy, she's not taking a Um, an ibuprofen, she's quite happy to have a vaccine I cannot understand. Anything taken into your body, for whatever reason, is going to have an impact on your baby. Sadly, we're starting to see some of those impacts and know that this vaccine no longer just stays in the arm, as we were told. It accumulates in one of the places which is in the ovaries. Everybody has their own choice. Everybody can choose what they're going to use to make sure that they have a healthy baby and they have a healthy life. But we need to listen within and listen to our hearts, listen to our wombs. And what they say is we will have a thousand years of peace when women heal their hearts. And I think when we also heal our wombs. So thank you for listening to me. I hope that I will meet some of you maybe in other ways and through my courses, throughout books. But please know that whether you're a man or a woman listening, you are blessed, you are loved, and you are a child of the universe and the great mother who loves you and wants you to come home to your specialness and your uniqueness. Until then, many blessings. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Heart Speak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.ChristinePage.com HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel, on YouTube and now on Rumble Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn and Facebook including her newest Facebook group The Great Mother Calling. You share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of HeartSpeak.